So welcome to the Habs Drive for 25 podcast, everybody. And uh, yeah, one of those nights, one of those nights. Uh, I'm actually going to let the kid give us a little bit of a breakdown on how how this all happened, how this all went down. And um, yeah, I think we both agree on the situation. So go ahead, the kid. All right. Well, I'll start my, uh, my little breakdown by giving my refs report right off the bat. Not a good one tonight. Uh, I'll give it like a, I don't know, a C or a C plus. I'll say a C. I really was not satisfied with the refing tonight. Uh, I think it cost us the game. You know, a penalty, Montreal should have been able to kill at least one. But at the same time, I mean, uh, the, the calls were not good, in my opinion. The, well, really all four uh, power plays that Toronto had were not uh, good calls for from what I saw. Maybe the Schrott one, uh, I think uh, that's a good call, but uh, the refing was just not great, in my opinion. And then besides that, uh, both teams played strong games. Uh, there was a, a lot of back and forth, a lot of in-zone time possession, right? Uh, the Leafs at one point had it where Petrie was on the edge for like two, two and a half minutes, I noticed. So there's, there was a lot of back and forth, but, but when it was in one zone, it was for a long time and in the other zone for a little, uh, for a little bit of time. So uh, there was that kind of game. Eight goals tonight, I believe. Five for the Leafs, three for the Habs, and uh, that's that's just how it ended, right? Sad loss, hardworking game by Montreal, and it's unfortunate to see it lost, but at least we can take out that the Habs, you know, have bounced back from the rough week or two that they had. You're muted. Yeah, I agree 300%, uh, kid. Uh, you know, easy could have been a 5-3 game, Montreal. Yeah. Um, you know, my uh, most hated penalty, the automatic uh, two minutes for puck over the glass. Uh, hate it. And I guess I watched hockey long enough that it was uh, – that used to be referee discretion. And uh, we know uh, mostly uh, what is pretty obvious, and that was back in the days when the glass was very, very low, long before the uh, – kids uh time when the glass is only two feet high right around the rink but uh, again uh you know that was, that was that was a big turning point uh and then trial scored of course with uh one second left in uh Trot's penalty so i think it was less than a second it was like less than a second, zero yeah. point some yeah, yeah. So that was uh that was definitely a little bit frustrating you know it was good to see him come back from uh, 2922 because uh, last year and years before, as soon as we're down two nothing, we were pretty much done. Yeah. So good, good to see that part of our game, and you know, easy could have been five three. I had said um, the last game, the last two games against Toronto, uh, winning a loss. Besides tonight, that we kept our big guns off the boards, and they're hard games to lose. Kept our big guns off the board. Last game we won. Tonight, not so lucky with the big guns, and uh, you know, Matthews had a. He had a game. Like, he reminded me of Ovechkin out there tonight with, you know, his positions that he was open and, and where he was shooting from. I'll pass it over to Boots so he get his take on the game. Well, actually, <laughs> I want to step in. Uh, do you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. 
Okay, cool. Uh, Andrew Brockerville uh, was watching us. Hey, Andrew. And uh, he said, I think the refs made us lose. So I missed the whole first part of Jacob's spiel, but did you mention that first penalty that started everything after that? Yeah, I gave, well, I gave my refing report. Uh, I said Pretty early. You gave you yeah, gave I an said, early an that's, early. That's uh, that was my major part of the breakdown was the refing. Right. Uh, that's what I came out with uh, the with a C, and okay. I really it could be even you know lower than that to be honest C minus or whatever. But it really that cost us the game. And I said that Montreal you know should have killed at least one of the penalties, but you know it didn't end up being the case. Yep. Okay. Boots, how you doing? <laughs> Do you really want to hear from me or? Cause... <laughs> yeah, we want to we want to know where you're at, man. How you feeling? I'm fucking disgusted right now. At what? I'm... At who? Just I have about two or three different points that just okay. drive me up the walls right now. Number okay. one, it's one thing to have you know, some bad calls against us, but uh, I don't know. I, I watched the game very closely, and at one sequence, uh, I don't know if it was going to commercial, they zoomed in the camera on Petrie, and he looked at the refs, and he goes, one fucking penalty. In other words, he was saying, you guys call one penalty on them the whole game, and we get like, mm -hmm. like, don't tell me. I watched at least three or four things that could have been called. Like, one time caught Kenny Emmy, he was hooked through the middle. Uh, one time Suzuki was tripped. I mean, the penalty they called mm -hmm. on... Um, I can't remember who it was. Uh, the one where oh, Mete, they stepped mm -hmm. on his stick. Like I understand in the in the in the fire of that in the action uh, during the action, it's hard to to dictate that, and that's fine. But so does that mean that from now on, Montreal's players should be starting to try to like lift their skate up, and then like when they see a stick close to their feet, like step on it and go flying? Like it's so easy to do. Like I I just I I don't like that call. I think it's a very weak call. I think it's and if. And that's fine. If you're going to call those, call them both ways. But my my biggest issue with the refing tonight was one-sided again. Like, we played the Toronto Angels. Yeah. They, they're a new team in the NHL. They took over for the Leafs. I'm just fucking – that frustrates me to no end. Um, it does take away from the actual game because the game itself was not bad. Uh, that was number one. Number two, two English announcers were on Montreal's side for that Kotkaniemi second goal, by the way, which I think – now, because Thornton's goal got – uh, disallowed and you can't compare every situation the same i don't i never watched thornton's uh replay on why his goal was disallowed a couple nights ago but let's all keep it real toronto in toronto is the center of of where they go to to do the reviews okay yeah. so since they did it to a toronto play thornton now it's going to be like the fucking new standard oh oh it must have been a thornton play so we can't allow it because we didn't allow it for thornton no you have to look at everything individually and if you the very first replay, and they only showed it one time, the very first replay they showed of the goal, you see the puck loose between his legs, and it's rolling towards the goal line. Yes, Kotkaniemi did make contact with his pad, but that puck was going in. Doesn't It didn't matter. The pad didn't push it in. It was rolling in. So the puck was already on its way in, and so because he touched his pad, they're saying, oh, like Bie Kevin Bieksa and um, – the other guy that they just hired, and he was a hockey player, a uh, recent player too, and he, he's young, he, but he doesn't play anymore. He's uh, a Malot, a Malata. Yeah, uh, I forget his name. name. I know who you're talking about. Chris, Chris you know I'm talking about? Yes, Chris yeah. thank you. Yeah. Stewart. Stewart and BX both said right away that should have been a goal, no problem at all. And, of course, 
you know, Kelly Rudy, ah, so what you're saying is you can push the whole goalie in then? No, that's not what they're saying. They're saying if the puck is loose, what's the difference between a pad and a stick? Like, honestly, I, I get I get it. I, I'm, I'm not a goalie, and I know that uh, uh, Coach uh, Buster, uh, you can pipe in on this all you want after if you want because you're a goalie, but I just don't see how that – goal should have been disallowed especially in such a good game because montreal had just come back to tie it and and then that was anyway that's pretty much my rant right now i'm just very fucking frustrated i don't it's not even about the result it's about how the result came about i was very angry i almost i almost actually didn't want to come on to be honest with you i'm that pissed off right now yeah like i'm just i'm just tired of the fucking leafs just tired of them anyway yeah, I agree with you on that uh, call of 100% as a goalie. Um, my take on it is when that's the goalie's goalie pad and the puck is in front of it or jammed underneath it, then you push the goalie in, that's not a goal. Right. The puck is bouncing around in behind the goalie pad or in between his legs somewhere and it's behind him, push the goalie in and the puck flies in. Yeah, that's a goal. I'm not saying it because Montreal leader. I'll always take the high road. And uh, it was the same thing against Carey Price. Toronto scored the same goal against Carey Price. I'd say it was still a goal. But you know what? Plus, in front of the goalie, or it's jammed under his pad, and you push the goalie in, that right. shouldn't be allowed. But that we've it's seen good those. To, it's good to hear that you guys have the same opinion, because I had that opinion, and I wasn't sure, because we watched it in French, and they kept saying, like, oh, that's not a goal, that's not a goal. And in French, um, and I was like – I. Personally, I think it's a goal, but it's good to hear, especially from a goalie and, and, and other opinions say the same opinion uh, that I have, uh, because I thought it was it should have been a goal too. That's a great way, Buster, to explain it. I, I like how you yeah. brought up. I forgot that, you know, like you said, like I wasn't talking about different scenarios, but the fact that you said if it's in front of the pad, underneath the pad, like jammed in the pad or anything. Yes, we have seen those goals and they have been disallowed. And we always, I had no problem with that because the goalie's trying to cover it up and you're pushing him and everything in the net. If that was the case, I mean, we might as well play rugby, right? But it's not rugby, it's hockey. So I understand if the Colt, that's called goalie control. He's trying to control the puck on his pad and on his equipment, but he had no fucking clue where the puck was. He didn't even know that it was between his legs and it was loose because you could see the very first camera angle had the perfect angle, but all of a sudden they don't show that angle anymore. They show over top and behind like where you can't see nothing and they're like oh well that obviously he got pushed in obviously like i mean fuck. Here, here's here's the funny take my take on that you know as a goalie of course i'm always going to stick up for goalies but i'd like to go to call a spade a spade at the same time too you know Good. here's the nhl wants to increase goal scoring wants to make it exciting for the fans but uh you know some i'm not averse to even kicking the puck in and uh you know that kind of stuff you know i wouldn't make it on purpose but uh the, you know, the NHL tries to take away almost every type of possible goal scoring. Like, you know, at the same time when they're trying to increase goal scoring and take away, in my opinion, as a goalie, that was a perfectly good goal, you know? And uh, yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit frustrating to watch, right? And, you know, we, we went back to the, the glass over the, uh, or the puck over the glass rule. It's automatic now. And I think that should go back to referee's discretion, but uh very frustrating how uh, the first review as an okay goal, and then they review it again, and then it's not okay. I mean, here's your inconsistency right there. Yeah. So you got uh, you got an honorary call. You got the referees. They reviewed it on a, on an iPad. 
Then you got some other guys reviewing it somewhere else. Like, who ultimately makes the call, right? And hey, all this, ahead. all this against Toronto. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, actually, that, that's a good point you bring up about, like, too many people looking at it or whatever. Julian, Coach Julian said, what, what he was freaking out about is they, review, they, they went to discuss the goal at first, and they allowed it. And then Toronto got a challenge and they deterred like, so he's like, so what were you guys looking at in the first place? Like what, what, like, you know what I mean? It's almost like a double challenge. Do you know what I mean? Like, what were you look like if you were looking at it in the first place to decide it was a goal and you decided it was a goal. So I, at this point, the refs really have no say anymore. Like yeah. they made a decision, but then the coach said, no, no, I don't like your decision. Now I'm going to go to a review. Like yeah. most plays are reviewed because nobody knows for sure. Right. But yeah. like I can offside. Uh, certainly not going to beat this one to death. And my last comment no. on is uh, goalie interference. How did hitting the front of his pad prevent him from making the save on a puck that was loose between his legs and actually behind his pad? That's all I'm going to say about. Yeah. Well, it's done now. It's. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. again, I, dis I disagree with the call. And again, if Toronto had scored the same exact same goal on Carey Price, I would say and call it back. I said, no, that would be a good goal. It's a hockey play. I'm going to call it as a hockey play, neutral of uh, what teams are playing. I just want to note uh, on a different subject tonight, I thought Montreal, like, puck luck wasn't really there. I know it's not really a thing, but the, the puck just wasn't really bouncing well for us either. Because I noticed on, on Matthews, his second goal, he took a shot, and I think from what I saw, it was going to miss the net, and it hit the tip of Price's pad and then mm -hmm. bounced in, changed direction. And the, the fifth goal, I think, uh, Spezza was going to take a shot from what it seemed, that's what it seemed like to me. And it just kind of rolled on on Petrie's stick and went to the other guy going for the one-timer. So yeah, like we don't two get those. Of those goals, <laughs> two of those goals were kind of just weird, lucky goals. And it makes it seem like that kind of, with the refs, and the luck that kind of determined the game for tonight. Yeah, and again, I, I missed the first two or three minutes, but that, that first call on Montreal turns out to be a penalty, and then we're penalty killing, and then all of a sudden we clear a puck outside, we end up on a 5-on-3, we get scored on bang, bang right away. Well, that changes the direction of the game right away. And uh, to me, that it, it wasn't a penalty. It is first penalty, yeah, the hooking. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but anyways, you know, uh, again, it's all, uh, but that changes the whole dynamic of the game right there. Yeah, you're playing from then behind. Then you're, you're chasing, uh, and now, you know, your coach is saying, yeah, be careful, boys, no penalties, everybody's on edge, right? Yep. And you take your offensive yep. players out of the game for a couple of minutes. You're killing momentum, like there's, and... It's all because of that one, you know, the bad call. And we, we looked at it and rewind and looked at it and rewind. And we're like, where is the infraction? Where is it? Like, exactly. like his stick, it, it's not even close. I think it was a slash, I think, or a hook. Hooking. A hook. Okay. And, uh, I mean, there was nothing there. Like, there was no hook there at all. So, and I just, we just couldn't understand, like, it, I mean, go see it. 
I, at any point in time, if you recorded the game or you can see the highlights of the game, I don't know where you could find it, but. Uh, uh, Coach uh, Boomer, um, that Kovalev jersey, I think we're going to have to go to those reverse retros because these blue ones ain't cutting it 0-3. 0-3 with the uh, the retro, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to go with your Kovalev, I think. I think we're going to change it up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, three stars, you guys want to do this with the three stars? Sure. I want to thank again uh, the people watching us. Uh, we got a couple people joined us. Yes, uh, and thank Andrew for the questions. Anybody, uh, anybody watching, uh, fire away with questions. We're uh, more than happy to uh, discuss them. Yeah, and uh, Andrew Brockerfield, uh, Brockerville says uh, at least Toffoli got his eleventh. I actually, uh, yes, he did, but I actually had him on my uh, on my list of. Uh, underachiever of the night until he scored a goal. I, I hadn't thought that he played a good game with his line. I thought Dano and, and Gallagher were grinding, but I didn't think much of, of Toffoli's game except that one deke that he did and then that goal at the end. But Well, keep it going, uh, Coach uh, Boomer. Uh, if he's your underperformer. Give you my three there? stars? Yeah. All right. My third star uh, for tonight is going to uh, Josh Anderson. Um, hit after hit after hit. He's playing out there. He's scoring goals. He's doing what he needs to do, and he's very, very involved. Uh, was bothering Muzzin all night. Uh, nah, love the way he's playing, and it feels so good to have a guy like that in our team. I can't mm -hmm. even believe that Columbus let him go uh, for a short, you know, stubby guy named Domi. So my uh, second star goes to uh, Tatar, who came in tonight and played a really good game, solid game, and showed up. And uh, really, uh, you know, I feel that uh, his presence was felt, you know, in, on many plays. So uh, I'm going to give it to him. And my first star goes to uh, Byron, who uh, was put on waivers this week. Had a very stressful uh, few hours, you know, with family, his wife and everything, not knowing if he was going to be claimed, this, that, the other thing. Finally, tonight, he's in the lineup, scores a goal. He's a big factor, using his speed. So, uh, kudos to him. And, uh, yeah, my disappointment, disappointment of the night was initially going to be um, to Foley. So, I'm going to stick with him either way. And uh, I was a little bit disappointed of uh, just seeing him float around tonight. Not sure I like him on that line. I know they like to play together, but not sure I, I like him on that line. So, Boods? <laughs> How you doing? Hey. Uh, uh, my three stars, uh, I'll, go with, um, I'll go with Tatar as my third star uh, based on uh, some adversity that he's faced lately and some criticism and stuff. And he come out and played a decent, good game tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, never like the fact that he's been demoted to a different line. Like, you know, he's not being a sourpuss about it. He's being a professional. I like that. I, I like how he played tonight. Uh, second star, I would have to go um, with uh, uh, Anderson as well for his hard efforts and hit lots of hits tonight by him. And, just overall, you can tell he, he, it's fun that, like you said, it's fun to have a player like that on our team for once. And I still myself cannot believe that trade that Columbus did with us. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. 
And uh, first, uh, I'm going to give it also to Byron for the stuff that he's also had to listen to and endure and the pressures that he must have felt this week. And, you know, am I going to get like he didn't want to leave Montreal and he, he loves his Montreal and he, he got a not only did he get a goal, but even after Toronto was ahead, you could see every time that every shift he got on the ice, like he was really trying to do something like, you know, I wish we had people all on the same boat tonight because we might've been able to come back. But again, it's hard to come back every time you do come back and the rest kind of change the whole momentum again. Like we actually tied it two, two there. I was pretty happy about that. They did it in 15. Yeah. And then we took a penalty right after that. Of course. Um, Which was very questionable. Yeah. I'd like to give honorable mention though, to KK, not only for his nice, like top corner shot, which was beautiful, um, he did try, you know, create some stuff out there. Yes, he did fall a couple times again. He's, I don't know, he's got the Bambi syndrome or whatever. He needs new skates or I don't know what, what it is with him. But other than other than his Cinderella moves that he had out there, he, I, I'll give him honorable mention for effort. And uh, my uh, my goat of the night, uh, I'm going to give it to you, the guy you picked on a few times, Edmondson. Uh, he he didn't play a horrible game, but he made a few like pinches there that I'm thinking, Oh dude, like it actually resulted in one of their goals. Actually the pinch, it was the pinch that caused us the Spezza to uh, whatever that guy scored. I can't remember because he made a pinch. Yeah. He made a pinch and Kerfoot, he made a pinch that like, if you're going to pinch man and the guy's got his back to you, you got to actually create either a turnover or, do not let him spin on you and, and like completely like make you look stupid as you're pinching. And that's exactly what Tavares did. He pinched and felt him coming and he just turned around and gave a nice pass and away they went. But yeah. I mean, hit him or something. I don't know. Do something like if you're going to, I just don't like guys like that pinching. Cause they're not pinchers. Like he's not that type of guy. Like he's not a Petrie that knows what they're doing when they pinch like that offensive minded type. So he's my goat of the night. Okay. Uh, Evan Purcell checks in uh, tonight, chimes in saying, Hey guys, how are you? And what a save by Price before the end of the first. And I hope you guys are staying safe. Go Habs, go. <laughs> yep. uh, well, thank you very much. First of all, I'm, we're all good. We're all doing good. Yep. Um, the kid and I were on the ice tonight uh, playing some hockey before the Habs game. So, uh, Feeling good, feeling good. Came home, made made some nachos, watched the Habs game. So uh, life is good, my brother. And uh, yeah, uh, Buster, what'd you think of that save? Yeah, that was you know a vintage uh, vintage price. You know both goalies played uh, well. Uh, you know a little uh, little frustrating, and the kid hit it on the nose. Yeah, the last Matthews goal. You know, hindsight. Yeah, it was, it was going a bit wide. And, you know, as a goalie, you uh, tendency you know who got good shots on the ice, and you might overplay him a little bit. I'm gonna say, you know, bad. You know that bad puck luck. We we talked about uh, the last goal there. That was two on one, and the puck trickled over. We had the exact same play first minute or two with uh, Duran and uh, he uh, deked, and the puck dribbled right by the post, and Anderson took our Josh Anderson took a swipe at it and uh, just missed it. You know, we could have been up one nothing in, in the first. 90 seconds or so yeah uh, you know that's just the way it is for my uh three stars uh i'm going to uh some guys i picked on actually in the last few podcasts i uh, give uh honorable mention to kk uh probably his best game of the year 
Uh, third star, I'm going to go with um, Paul Byron. I picked on him too, and uh, I, I like what he brings tonight. Uh, Josh Anderson, again, uh, second star. You know, man, he had, look, I think he had nine hits in the first period, plus he's always doing something on you. Offensively, yeah. defensively, hitting, mucking it up. Uh, you know, thank you, uh, Columbus, for him, right? And, yeah. Uh, first star, which I had picked out, who was it again? Uh, I, I'm going to give it to Tatar. You know, he uh, veteran uh, leadership. He, he really brang it tonight. Um, he had an assist. Yeah. Yeah. KK school. Yeah, yeah, he had assists, but uh, nice you know, pass. He, he brang tonight. He was one of Tatar's better uh, games of the year, also. So, uh, I would give him the, the first star and uh, my my goat tonight. Um, hate to pick on a young player, but uh, Suzuki was pretty invisible tonight for me. Mm. I, I expect more of his game. Uh, is uh, he, he seems to be trending down over the last three or four games. You know, I'm it's hard to pick on a, a 21-year-old. And I love the kid, but uh, he's not uh, not not there the last couple of games. It's, and it's uh, – we need him on board. Yeah. I'd have to nice. agree with that. With that Actually, statement that, of him, yeah, that's kind a good of digressing. Pick. Yeah, I just want to uh, mention uh, Andrew Brockville says, "Let's hope we can bounce back tomorrow." Uh, yes, indeed, uh, we get a crack at it right away tomorrow. Right night. away, yep. Uh, that's good. And then uh, Evan Purcell says, uh, "Deadly," meaning the save. And then he said, "I played hockey too, bud." And right, price is amazing. I'm getting his signed jersey in five days. Nice, cool. Awesome, nice. awesome, yeah. Nice stuff. Always, always, a, always a good jersey to have for sure. For sure. Oh, the kid, the kid. I, I always love the kid's uh, perception on the three stars. Well, who you got? <laughs> Tonight, there could have been so many different guys who who would have gotten it. Uh, in my opinion, there were a lot of a lot of good players tonight. Um, so I'm just gonna start off with just a few honorable mentions. Uh, I'm gonna give one to Tatar, an honorable mention. Terry Price, Jeff Petrie played a good game. Uh, Douin in the first period, I thought, or in like for, for a little bit of the game, Douin could have gotten it. And then he, towards the end, he started not being as good. But those are like some of my honorable mentions. My three stars, I'll start with uh, KK being my third star. What a shot on that breakaway. And, and you could tell he was trying the entire game. He, he was really, you know, strong well not maybe it's not strong uh, for his legs because he did resemble bambi for a little bit but uh you just you could tell he wanted to he wanted to score and he wanted to play well tonight and uh third star goes to him second star will be josh anderson with so many hits and and i just love how he he really kind of hates jake muzzin which i kind of hate jake muzzin as well so uh that's it's good to see and i hope they end up fighting at some point throughout the season and Josh Anderson, you know, would win that fight, I hope. And my first star goes to <laughs> Paul Byron. Uh, just great game. Uh, that backhand shot on his goal. Wow. And uh, he deserved he deserved a goal and he deserved a, a good game. So uh, this goes to him. Awesome. And Yeah, that sounds uh, pretty good. Question now, guys. Uh, last last uh, observation before uh, we sign off for tonight. Um, you know, we're we're, we're seeing some uh, players with having good games tonight. You know, Tatar and uh, Anderson and a few others. 
and we've seen some guys that are invisible. That's probably one of the bad things. And, and they showed a pregame on it there about how Toronto's first two lines played 20 minutes and 30, 18 minutes. So, there we go. Yeah, basically their, their first line played uh, one period and their second line played the second period. You know what I mean, right? Uh, you know, and we roll the lines like, man, when you're certain players are playing better and you're down a goal or two, uh, you know, our coach doesn't shorten the bench. He just keeps rolling. Uh, I think uh, that might have to change a little bit too. I, I crapped on the coaching a bit last week about uh, the exact same lines for 10 games. And we lost a few games. So we mixed it up a little tiny bit, but uh, I'm uh, still rolling the lines, man. When you're down a goal or two, like you, you know, you got to reward your players that are playing better in the third period. We're not, uh, this is not fair play. This is not uh, Pee Wee hockey, right? Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think he's got to cut his bench a little bit, especially like tonight. Like I was watching, uh, Evans was struggling a little bit tonight. It's okay. He's going to have some yeah. games that aren't up to par. You know, it's not a big deal. But, you know, uh, he, and he's kept cycling his lines, you know, his four lines, other than the penalty kill and PP. I'm not sure. That's his strategy. I'm not sure what, you know, what's behind that. But I know that he's got strength all over and it's well balanced. But, at one point or another, I'd rather have a, uh, you know, throw Anderson and Toffoli on the same line just for a, a quick extra shift, you know, with, mm -hmm. uh, with a Danu or uh, a KK or a Suzuki, whatever, whoever's hot, whoever, whichever center is doing, you know, is hot that night. I would have put him with Danu tonight, yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Once in a while, just shake a combination just to see if there's a spark and then bring back everything to normal, you know, and. But uh, he's it. not that, yeah, he's not that style of coach, unfortunately. Uh, so, uh, you know, it is um, what it is. All right, yeah. Uh, I got disconnected there for a moment, and I didn't give my uh, my loser of the game, so I just want to get that in quickly. <laughs> loser of the game. <laughs> so, uh, like uh, Coach Boomer said, you know, Evans didn't have a great game, but personally, I'm still very disappointed in Weber, and he's got to be my disappointment of the game again. Ooh, uh, he's, Weber, he's taking know, a beating this year. He's he's being paid a lot. That's salary cap. Uh, that's money that's being wasted, in my opinion, because he's doing good things, but he's also not playing. I agree. I agree. Up 100%. to the standards, and you know he didn't have the worst game tonight. No, but considering the fact that Evans is a rookie and Weber's a veteran, Weber has to show up, and and Evans does get a bit more of a, of a let go than, than, than Weber does. And yeah. Weber's really a disappointment so far this season. And, and tonight, once again, you know, we need him to show up a bit more than he does. Yeah. Well, we do it all over tomorrow night. So we'll see if there'll be any lineup changes and see uh, who the goalie will be. And uh, we'll see how Weber is going to do. Go ahead, Boots. <laughs> no, I was just going to uh, actually agree with something you said earlier about your you're a bad player of the night there, Toffoli. One thing I noticed about Toffoli, God love him for his shot, but man, he needs to learn how to pass the puck too because there was one time and they, again, the camera went to the player. Uh, that one where you, he deked there, did a really nice deke, and then he, he shot it and Anderson made a pad save. Um, Gallagher was wide open. If he would have just made that little pass, it was just a little tip in, like all, wide open. And hmm. Gallagher just looked up and just kind of went, like, yeah, like, like mm, he didn't like, see uh, that. <laughs> you don't see me. Like, am I not big enough for you? Like, I, I just, I, to me, a complete player is somebody who can do it all. Like, offense, defense, 
you know, you got to be able to get some assists. Yeah, he's got 11 goals, but how many passes does he have? Do you know what I mean? Like, you look at some of these other guys, like uh, McDavid's so, like, they were showing McDavid's got like nine goals, but he's got like 23 assists. Do you know what I mean? Like, so he's leading the league in points. But then you look at Matthews, Matthews got like 18 goals and like, I don't know, we'll say uh, 18 goals and probably close six to six, maybe seven, six, five or six, seven, seven whatever. six, whatever, which is fine. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and start comparing every player in the league. All I'm saying is to Foley, especially when you don't have the stats yeah, to back it no, up. But to Foley though needs, I, I wish he would pass the puck more. If you're going to play on it, like you, no matter what line you're on, you gotta, you gotta be able to share, share the path. The, the puck too right like make some nice plays I mean he's got a great shot don't get me wrong but and we love when he scores but can you do something else other than scoring like can you right when the time comes I just wish he would have passed it that and that one play uh that was one thing and the other thing I wanted to mention was our not not on the first goal that Toronto scored on the power play five on three but five on four we they mentioned that we we, we looked really bad like there was no sticks on the ice like that pass went right through the middle. No, no, but I mean, like... No, no, no I problem. get it. I get it. I just love it that you, you're fired up. Yeah, well, I am fired up because, I mean, our p penalty kill used to be one of our strengths. I mean, since our power play used to really be bad, our penalty kill was at least one thing that we could count on. And now it's kind of like our penalty kill is so-so and our power play is still so-so. So now rather than have one good penalty kill and a crappy power play... Now we have a so-so of each. I don't know which one I like better. I kind of like killing penalties. That way we yeah. don't get scored on. I agree. Uh, uh, the penalty kill and the power play. Well, first of all, in the beginning of the season, they were looking pretty pretty solid. But then at one point, they just started uh, getting bad and then stopped killing penalties as much. And I don't even know when the last time we scored a power play goal is. And if the last time we scored it, if, if it's any time recent, then... There hasn't been many more before that in a yeah. long time. So. I've seen uh, speaking power play, and we'll again we'll discuss more of that more now. Yeah, our power plays. I can't remember what team it was earlier the week. If five forwards out on the power play, one NHL hmm. team they just went with it. five forwards out on the power play. I uh, can't. I'll have to look it up tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk about that one tomorrow. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, uh, again, it bugs me interesting. A little bit, uh, Bugs me a little bit to see uh, the Andersons and Gallagher's and Tatars and Tafolis and everybody on the bench for a power play. Like it does uh, cracking me up a little bit. Like I'll be honest and popping out Joel Army and all, nothing is Joel Army and all them, but uh, mix up the power play a bit, right? Because it's not, yeah. we don't, uh, we don't dump and chase, eh? We do not dump and chase. Mm -hmm. I don't mean on the power play either. I mean just overall. Yeah, yeah. No, our, no, no. Our, no, our, I, our I, forwards I and our defense weren't. Five man units today. I found they weren't quite that sync in our, in our breakouts. Yeah, uh, right. A lot of losing. The puck all late, no I'm, not, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bye. Yes, uh, bye. <laughs> yeah, well, anyways, I think, uh, yeah, go ahead, the kid. Yeah. Well, I just remember throughout the game, uh, you and I, Boomer, we were talking about, you know, p potential trades. And we mentioned Weber and Tatar. And uh, we mentioned, you know, maybe going for another type of guy who's big and, and can change the game like Josh Anderson. And we'd mentioned Blake Wheeler yeah. in Winnipeg being an option. Uh, I think a, a trade could be, uh, I don't want to start saying, you know, when everything starts going a bit bad, we 
automatically go for a trade and, and change everything up. But I think the way that Weber's been playing and, you know, Tatar played a good game tonight, but even though he's he's played a good game, some some good games throughout the season, he hasn't been they still have value that we were hoping. They still have value enough, enough value, on the yeah. market. Yeah. They've got enough value and, and a guy like Blake Wheeler could change things up uh, leadership wise, physicality, everything, you know. Uh we we could use another guy like Josh Anderson. A big guy like Josh Anderson that can that's got talent and, and size and guys like Weber or Tatar would be my first guys if if I would want someone to go, it would be kind of those guys or I can't really think of anyone right now who I'd be willing Price. To, to get rid of. I'm willing to know, trade Price. Price. I've been willing to trade Price for the last couple of years. The way I saw Price tonight, you know, I, I think there's still hope for him to be mm. at least be a top goalie in the league. Numbers aren't in his favor, but they haven't been for the past few seasons. Buster. But he's just he's just still a good goalie in my opinion and, and he's still dominant in situations. Yeah. Some situations. Well we all we all know playoffs are a different cat and uh we've seen uh Terry Price six months ago. Uh in two playoff rounds that uh you know he was a brick wall. And uh, just six months ago, too. But I agree with whoever this season, not spectacular by no stretch, but that also uh, an awful big presence when the playoffs changed. You know, you see a value of uh, look at Chara, like 41, 42 years old. The guy just turns into a monster in the playoffs, right? Like, mm. who don't want Chara in the playoffs? And, and I think whoever brings us that same thing. Um, you know, guess what? Uh, Price is 33, Weber's 34. Like, these guys, basically, Montreal got two years to basically win with these guys before they're, yeah. you know, they really take Start a Start declining, off. yeah. Like, they, are, they are definitely declining assets, no question about it. So, mm -hmm. uh... And I personally don't see Weber playing... Yeah, there's still our, there's still our pillars. Still yeah, I personally don't see Weber yeah. playing until, like, he's 40 or uh, the same age that Chara is, right? I don't know. He's in pretty good shape. I thought, you know, with the injuries, he's had multiple injuries over the past three seasons, I think, three or four seasons. And I think it could really start to take a toll on him and, and his game. Yeah. It'd be interesting because his game's never built, been built on speed to start with, right? Like it's not yeah. Coming. I don't think you'll see a big drop-off in Weber's game, more than what it is right now, to be honest. Just because it's never built on speed. He's, he's big, he's mean, he's aggressive. He's smart, like you know, but uh, speed was never his asset. So I don't think uh, I don't think his game will fall apart. It will his offense will decline. There's no doubt about that. You know, you're gonna see a it's gonna be like a Chara type of pattern with him, I think. Yeah. Do you honestly think Montreal would actually trade Weber right now though? That's the thing. I don't think they will. Because the way I think the way if, Berge, if they were to the trade Weber would be about right him. now, the best option would be right now. If if but Me too. That's if Right, I would. Weber's not going up from here. He's definitely not going up. So his I mean, value is just going to be dropping. I'm not I'm disagreeing not a, with you, kid. I, I mean, I'm not a GM and I'm not a big businessman by any means. So I'm just going to be a backdoor GM here for a minute. Backyard, a backyard mechanic GM. Yeah. Um, but if if I were considering and if it was an option in my playbook as a GM to move Weber right now would be the time. Right. And I'm not disagreeing with either one of you. I'm just saying, unfortunately, 
I don't think our GM will make that move. That's what I'm saying. Like we can talk about it till the cows come home. It's like, uh, yes, unfortunately, like you say, because I would be ready to move him at this point personally. Right. right. And like the other day I got all discouraged because I, I watched a little two minute video on, on Crosby being interviewed about how, where he wanted to end his career and all this stuff. And he said, I want to end it in, I'd like to end it in Pittsburgh. Right. So I was like, ah, oh, that sucks. But then when you, when you listen to the, the person asking the question, she said, you know, with everything going on with the new management and stuff, do you hope that that's what will happen? In other words, he, he's saying, listen, I'd like to stay, but at the end of the day, it's a business, right? So he, I, I still think Montreal should in like, at least try to see if Hextall would be interested in the price or something like that for Crosby because Hextall is a goalie. So he might be like, yeah, we need a really good goalie. You know what I mean? Like, and they're willing to start moving those pieces. They're like Crosby and Melkin and they're trying to change their team right now. That would be, that would be good. I would do it. Price, price for Crosby straight up. They, they, well, they, traded, they traded Patrick Wami, so anybody's tradable. So yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's a whole other story. I don't <laughs> think Hextall would trade him because he was a goalie before, but. Yeah, but we traded Raw for who? Rosinski? Like we we really got robbed on that deal. <laughs> we pretty much gave top a top star all star goalie for nothing. Uh, okay, we got like fourteen podcasts in the next eighteen days because Montreal's playing every second night. So <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram. You can follow us on any podcast channel, so Apple, Spotify, uh, Google. Um, and so thanks, thanks for hanging out and, uh, come and, uh, listen and watch us crazy bastards, uh, talk about, well, us three crazy bastards and the kid, uh, talk about the Habs. <laughs> Have a good night, boys. Go Habs, go. We're back. Go We're Habs, back. Go. Back in action tomorrow night against Ottawa. Yeah. We need a win. Hopefully <laughs> it's a big win. I hopefully, yeah. Uh, with Jake yeah, Allen. A lot of goals. With Jake Had Allen in net, probably Jake Allen. Probably. I don't have a problem with that. Bye-bye. See ya.